What's up, guys? John Sintes, Alex Rojas. You know what it is. Let's win a ball game podcast. If you have not liked and subscribed, please do so on our YouTube channel, on on Spotify, Apple Music. We got it everywhere. My man is always crushing um, content and doing stuff. We are constantly trying to learn and progress the game. And together, once again, we form Let's Win a Ball Game podcast a podcast about the strategy and the funness of baseball so alex my friend it is march 1st happy march 1st 21 happy days. spring training baseball season happy a hey, happy fat first pitch fastball baseball season mm-hmm. <laughs> 21 days i think is that what opening days march 22nd i believe is it that no, is it that early? You're gonna. Make I feel it? like I saw something oh that said Oh my gosh! I think we're at when is 21 days, and if that's the truth, holy balls! Hold on to your fucking nutsacks. Here we go. You're a little early, March 30th. Sorry, March 30th. Okay, March 30th. But still, I, I feel like that's that's right yeah, there. That, that's tomorrow. That's, that's right tomorrow. There. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah, so, for sure. Hot take: Defense does. Doesn't matter. Hot take. Defense doesn't matter. But I don't know if I believe in it. We were just having that conversation off screen, right? Yes. Because what you said in that graphic that I sent you, because I sent you to probe you. I was like, okay. So we were having a conversation yesterday that essentially we don't need to focus on defensive fundamentals as much as we need to think about offensive fundamentals and not swinging but just like hey this guy's gonna throw you a slider because there's a guy on second base and he wants you to roll over to the third baseman so the runner doesn't advance do the opposite copy that right right like that's that's what we're talking about right but in theory out and i don't know all of the players by name but it was the top nine defensive runs what is, well, I don't even know how to say this stat, but it was basically the best outfielders in the major league since 2016, right? Yeah, outfield assists or whatever it is, right? What? Outfield assists. Yes, essentially. But, but defensive run saved is a different category. It's like catching as well as throwing. It has like certain categories because it's a sabermetric stat. But anyways, Mookie Betts was the best since 2016. He had stopped 120-some-odd runs since 2016. Now, John, you're a really good numbers guy, right? How many is that per year in the past six years? You said it was – what was the number again? The same I'm a numbers one. guy. I'm a the numbers guy because I know how to use a calculator, so. I'm <laughs> over here. Like, I'm just all the way over here. Okay, say it again. It's, it's what? One what? 120 divided by a by – how many years? Seven? Yeah, seven years. Okay. That's 17.14 outs a year. Okay. So, and how many of the, like, I, I could even argue those outs might even be double plays. <laughs> like a cat, like a sack fly and throw the guy out. Like, right. technically, that's a double play, right? Right. So, right. exactly. Um, if you're looking at how much we talk about drilling defense for hours in a week, and like fly balls and out of the machine and fly ball communication, yada yada yada. You were saying that doesn't matter as much. And can you actually explain your part? 
Yes, I can. Um, I'm going to go to baseball reference real quick right now, and I'm going to go to leaders. I'm and going I, to go I, to – You also said another thing that was really good. You said two out of the nine guys on this list have won a title or yeah. they played in the World Series. So it doesn't really matter how good you are as an outfielder because your team matters more than your defense. Right. Yeah. Right, exactly. You may have done everything in your defensive positioning to um, – to, to affect the game like that, to not score a run, but the goal is scoring runs, right? So I, I can see how you could make the argument those would be equal, but the problem still still arises of, like, you know, there, there's too many factors that go into it. You know, now we have, um, especially with things like um, uh, the defense, the average defensive, Hold on. Sorry. Sorry, I got a phone call. Sorry. Uh, the average – can you hear me okay? Oh, yeah. Right. So the average defensive fielding percentage has gotten so high that we're splitting hairs amongst who the best ones are. So if I go to um, leaders in fielding for MLB 2022 and I scroll down, we have total number of putouts, low, right, defensive catcher, real muto. You know what I mean? And so, like, when you're starting to see all of this information, you can start seeing that, like, a lot of these things, like, are splitting hairs, especially when you look at. People want to get a hold of you. No, no, yeah. This person keeps calling back. How dare they? Anyway, can you hear me now? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, um, my fault for not going on Do Not Disturb, idiot. Okay, so what I would say is that, yes, okay, so 17 outs a season is pretty high for the outfield guy, right? So we can look at defensive at That's outfield. That's still one every 10 games. Right. Right? So it's like, but it's like, honestly, in terms of how many fly balls there are, like when you break it down to like the calculus of it, mm -hmm. I don't know if – that's a stat that you really should glorify unless maybe your team sucks at defense. And yeah, you should grab one of those guys. Right. Right. But you don't need to base your idea of who you are as a baseball player around that. It should just be another thing because like, again, the only guy that I saw on there that I recognized at first glance was Mookie Betts. And then I had to look and again, I was like, Oh, that's Aaron judge. Right. But <laughs> Those are the only two guys that were on there that were, like, really superstars, right? So if you were to look at the home run list or the RBI list or the doubles list or the strikeouts list, you see a lot more guys that you know. Right, exactly. And so I'm coming over here and I'm looking at, you know, the leaders in pitching and I'm looking for a specific thing here. But we can – so with 17 outs, you know, uh, on average by the leader – Last year, it was the guy from Milwaukee. He had 11 outs 11. the whole season. And, and, he, and he won it by one. Somebody had 10, right? So I come over here to the pitching side, and I look at it. And, okay, let's see. We're looking for outs. Here we go. Leaders in – oh, my gosh, this thing is so fast. Okay, so Garrett Cole is responsible for 257 outs last season. That's a lot. That's just strikeouts, right? 
Um, and then when we look at, we just keep breaking it down, you know, the pitchers have far more control over the number of outs that get happen in the game, especially when you look at 27 outs to total pitches thrown in the game, That's like 80%. 10 games where he got all the outs. Right. That's 10 games where he literally got all the outs. Right, That's, exactly. That's a lot of games. Right, and we just rolled down the list, right? 243, 237, 235, 222, 219. You know, and so, like, when you start looking at total outs that one particular player is getting in a game and a season, then you can see the value of yes. what's happening because, really, that's what you're looking at. So, you know, if we were to go into Garrett Cole, let's click on him and see what his – Right, we can get deep into his numbers here. So we can go last year. He gave up 147 hits in uh, 179 innings pitch, so less than okay. one an inning. Right. Well, you can go over here. He's striking out 10 per nine. Let's see what we got. Where's our put out information here? 215. Oh, that's his projected. That's that was the wrong one. Okay, so he had 200 innings, struck out 257, gave up 154 hits, only walked 50 guys, faced 793 batters. Okay. How many runs did he give up? I want more information, guys. I want you to get weirder. How many total runs did he give up? Yeah. He gave up 81 runs. That's pretty good. That's he gave up 81 good. runs. Really? That's like let's less than one run every so two like, right uh, there. Okay. so again especially in Yankee Stadium like the best defensive player on the field would be the pitcher then right like by and large the best and then technically the second and the third best would be like the catcher and the first baseman but that's like when you look at it by the stats but I mean that's why you need to have a first baseman that can pick it and a catcher that can squeeze it so if you look at how often we're just focusing on ground balls to the shortstop, third baseman, second baseman that eat up a majority of our practices, right? Not saying that they don't belong there, but they eat up the majority of practices where the majority of the game is won and lost in the batter's box. Because what I just heard from you was, because, like, besides... <laughs> Because it wouldn't be fair to look at the player. You'd have to look at the position with the most putouts besides the pitcher. So if you right. could, like, look at positional putouts, because then it's like you get to start to understand who on the field is actually making the most outs. So, yeah, that person should be your best defender. But outside of that, it's most of your wins and losses come from that batter's box, especially if there's guys good like there are as you get better at baseball. Yeah, I've Got there's a team stats thing here that I just got at MLB. So we got, um, let's see, standard batting, standard pitching, wins above position, team fielding. So separated by change or because like if you had a defense in place, like we're not saying nobody needs to be out there. What we're saying is you need to run simulated games more often right. in your right. practice schedule. Like totally. <laughs> okay. So here's could, yeah, I can yeah. I can answer that question from before. Okay, here we go. What was so, the question again? 
we were talking about like what's more important, the outfield stuff, the fielding percentages, and right. that stuff we right. were saying, right? The worst team in the big leagues, Pittsburgh Pirates, fielding percentage. Shout out 97, to 97.9%. 97% of the time, 98% of the time. They were the worst. They're not fucking it up. The best, 98.9. Like, what we're talking about 1% yeah. difference. Yeah. And we're getting tied up in the defensive hey, art. Like, hey, I what's don't... The, like, what's the defensive run differential between those two teams? Okay, so here we go. Because that's got... how this whole thing started. Right. Right? right? So okay, let's see. defensive runs. So it's like, really, how many more runs is the best defense in the majors saving you versus the worst? Right. If it's anything less do. than 100, I don't want to hear it. Like, because it has to be so – it has to be substantial. Uh-huh. Right. To, like, 50, maybe I'll give a little bit, right? Yeah, like, but all you, these you, numbers are you tell me so close to 25, that's one a team, right? Even 50 is, like, that's only two, right? It's realistically only two a game or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird because there's like so much. It's there's no. I'm not seeing a correlation. But that's, and I don't. I don't see the correlation. If you're looking at it for single players, yeah, like team. Look at how, I'm trying to find like what's total runs given up as a team. You know what I mean? Yeah, because that's a part of the defense. Because you'd have to take home runs, strikeouts, and walks out of it. That's all. Right. It'd be like reverse Babbitt. <laughs> be like a weird reverse Babbitt sort of deal. But anyways. Again, if I could put it in like to a practice plan, I could, I just thought about it in the, in the middle of everything. Right. Dynamic warm up, you basically act like you are playing a game that day, right? Hitters, you're going to take BP in your bubble on the field or indoors if that's what you have to do, right? Pitchers, you're going to do the same thing. You're going to throw and you're going to have a schedule of who's going to throw that day. However, coach has to put in situations where it's like, all right. Everybody's going to start until that guy gets three outs on the mound, but the situation is runner on first base, one out, right? That's the situation. That guy's still got to get three batters out, right? So that has to be a general way. And another way, I mean, you could do that is like, hey, we're going to go runner on second base, two outs, right? And then you guys are playing for some type of prize because – you got to compete for something outside of that, right? I mean, some kind yeah. of rest. Yeah, like, you know, like the – we used to play for stakes in PB&J, right? right? That's what we got at West Lib. Like, the winning team of the fall series got stakes. The losing team got peanut butter and jelly. Which, that <laughs> sucks. Sucks. You got to watch – like, it sucks ass. That's what well, you got to do. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I mean, it, it, it just shows the importance. Once again, it shows the importance of the pitcher versus the hitter. That's what we're looking at. You know, the, the, the fielding percentages are too close. The, you know, you're looking at these players. Is this guy doing this? And, you know, there's a lot of things that go into factor that you can't measure. You know, yeah. Trevino controlling all the pitchers and having them be close enough and, and you know, well-liked enough to be able to do their thing. I mean, I love Scherzer wearing his pitch com on his wrist where he's telling the catcher what to do. Now we're, you want to speed the game up? This dude's catching it, picking the pitch, already back on the mound, ready to go. You That's know the best. And, like, is it a Morse code thing back to the catcher? Like, how does that, like, how does that work? It, so, I, you know, obviously they haven't been able to show it too much, 
but he has on his glove, it looks like maybe a four by nine. Yeah, he, he um, had a lot of pitches there. Right? There's a lot like, of buttons. Well, I mean, that's what I would say. I mean, if we wanted to get I real mean, specific. Because yeah. then I, exactly. Yeah. So I, if I want to go fastball down and away for a ball, I should be able to push those things and create some kind of language too. So I'm sure it's all customized buttons, oh, honestly. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. like, if you on a keyboard, you can customize everything you want to go through that. So that would help, you know, for what you're doing. See, I just want to know how the catcher gets that. Because if he hears it, like, if there's a little computer voice that just goes fastball, I'm like, bet, bitch. Like, I don't have to think about anything. Right? Because I'm That's, just going to sit there and be Well, like, he's got an earpiece, you know. And, that, like, I went to a college baseball game the other day, and the guys are using AirPods, which is just wild. Where you know? are we? Like, that needs to be talked about more in a positive manner like hey do you know why this is cool why is this cool on sports center though and you, you gotta have like they got rex ryan rainy moss and teddy bruski you cheer for all those guys rainy moss i mean he's probably the best highlight tape whether it's interviews or whatever and then you've got rex ryan his teeth are about the same size as alaska each one they're enormous and teddy bruski after you're not like that guy that had like Two strokes and he won Super Bowls after each one. Like, what a dude. Like, that dude's Captain America almost, right? And then we have Greg Amsinger, who has the best hair in sports, but nobody really knows this guy outside of MLB Network. If you put that guy on Sports Center True. and he's talking about what we're talking about, it's like the, the imagery that we're giving in baseball in terms of the mainstream media is not good but i would be blasting max scherzer this whole time about what that is in a positive way like what is this like let's go check out what the mets are doing because it's important to these younger guys it's like could you imagine going to a juco game and guys have that like that would be sick i couldn't agree more that would be awesome a high school game where you just got like a pitcher and a catcher where they're just flowing because that's where like I honestly feel the game should go faster. Like, it should right. get faster there before it gets to wood bats for everybody. Like, let's get handheld devices for every pitcher and catcher that plays in high school or at least college baseball. Let's at least make that even, right? Because it is a part of the game, and it is kind of weird that some teams have it and some teams don't. Right. It is kind of weird. Because a part of it isn't just, like, preference. Right. Let's be real. Right, 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 right. You could buy a thousand of those things. They wouldn't even make a dent in their travel budget. Like, they're cool. Yeah. So, if we're going to this portion of the game, you got to standardize that. Like, I, again, I would rather see that than big-ass bases. Right. Right? Well, then, and I mean, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, they're focusing on the wrong things, you know? But, I mean, everything, if you know anything about the MLPPA and how – you know, they've been negotiating with things is everything's turned into a negotiation piece, right? So even the pitch clock and what's happening, you know, like it's, it's all been, well, if that's what you want, then this needs to happen, that needs to happen. But in the same sense, like you can see people are actually like upset about pace of play. And it seems to be, you know, on either side where either side goes human rain delay, right? Like you got a pitcher rolling, then he takes, you know, you're, you get the head coach telling the kid to call time every time. You got the, you know, and then you got the same thing. The the offense gets into a big situation. All of a sudden, the pitcher puts on the brakes, and he's he's human rain delay as he goes through. You know, so there's a lot of things that I feel That's like true. hurt the game 
you know, as well as help, which aren't going to help us get to where we need to be. Because that's really what we're trying to get to, right? We're trying to get to something that can really help us enjoy the game better because nobody's upset about, you know, it's just, I heard it on John Boy Media this morning. It was perfect. It's just the pace. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like the, I don't need 45 seconds between each pitch. And I dang sure don't need David Ortiz taking all 45 seconds of his walkout song. Right. You know what I mean? Like, goodness. You know? Like, that's what the umpires are there for. Like, honestly. Yes. Like, you're here to conduct this thing in an orderly fashion. Let's get out of here. Like, what you said a while ago. Hey, where is that? Let me be better so we can get out of here. I'm just trying to go to Applebee's. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Let's I got somewhere to be. Yeah, dude. dude. But that doesn't – I was having a conversation with uh, one of our varsity catchers, and we were just talking about, like, body positioning based on, like, who's throwing, like, what pitch, just to fool the umpire. Because we're also saying – because we got college guys that are coaching with us. They used to play college baseball, and they'll be like, dude, an umpire says that's, that's an inch off bullshit. He doesn't know shit. You know how fast that ball got there? He's 50 years old. He yeah. could not hit that baseball. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. a, like it, it, I want to know how good the average college umpire's eyeballs are. Right? Oh, they're bad. They're they, bad. They can't, be, they can't be anywhere better than a college hitter, right? Yeah. So I would honestly rather – I mean, here's another hot take. We should probably animate the strike zone where the umpires suck the most to figure out how good the strike zone is to compare it to guys that are really good. Because it doesn't matter if you're comparing it to the umpires now. Like, who was that umpire? Was it in the World Series or the postseason this past year that was damn near perfect? Or he was perfect? Oh, postseason. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let me see that guy against a college umpire, and I guarantee that college umpire is at like a 30% clip. Right? Like, I'm going to say he's going to probably miss a lot of borderline, probably going to call a lot of balls he shouldn't because he's trying to keep the pace of play going sometimes, but also, like, that's not a part of your job to call balls and strikes based on the pace of play, even if they're nine. Like, I have my thoughts on on Little League Baseball, but it's just a strange – it's a strange thing that we're not pushing pace of play, just like you talked about. Like, like, let's just get this thing over with. Come on, get a lunch date. Get in the box. Well, we got, you know, we got wristbands and quarterback sleeves on every fucking guy. And in order for that system to get through, someone has to say four numbers and waste 17 seconds because they got to look at it, read it, and then go for there. So, like, as far as, like, the earpiece is going, I'm down for that. Let's just put them in everybody. If we're going to get weird, why can't you have an earpiece for one guy or earpiece for everybody? And here's another thing. I throw to kids all the time. We don't take 45 seconds, whether it's the machine, BP, right. front toss, even kids off the tee, pros off the tee. Nobody takes 45 seconds unless somebody's talking to you. But right. if there's no verbal communication, 45 seconds is far too long. It's a lot. Like, if you were to look at that, one every 45 seconds, that means essentially in batting practice, we would get – maybe 85 swings in right. in an hour where if you were to do what most people do on this planet when they practice hitting, 
you probably get 120 in half an hour. Yeah, totally. Because you're moving and then you chill. And then you're moving and then you chill. Right. Which makes and, sense, uh, right? Like, there's nothing wrong with it. So here's the next piece that I wanted to argue you with. Because this is fun. Does the catcher matter? If defense doesn't matter, right? Let's say in a perfect world, all you need to do is truly throw the ball into some sort of a box, right? Let's just say that existed. The strike zone was a box, mm -hmm. right? I would love to know how many outs the catcher actually makes in the field because they talk about how important the catcher is, but theoretically they're only important like, because the pitcher has to throw to them. Correct. And I am a catcher. So this is blasphemy. So it's very curious. But, yeah. So Matt Rose, last night, he threw 430 balls in front toss to, I don't know how many guys in our varsity class, in 50 minutes. Why does it take you 45 seconds to get in the box? Yeah. Right? Like, come on, dude. Pace of play. Like, let's go. Come and on, dude. Come on, dude. Come on, dude. Like, I'm going to get a real fifth grader here. Um, yeah, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Um, you got me. But uh, what you read in the comment? What were you saying right before that? Oh, like, does it catch a matter? Because, like, I don't oh, think it yes. we Okay, so uh, in situations, we're going to go to the little baseball classic. There's right. going to be no grading of the umpires. Right. So the catcher, the catcher directly matters to the pitch. Right. So, yes. Right. right? But if you're grading the catchers, as the MLB does, grading, right? the, umpires. grading the umpires, sorry, if you're yeah. grading the umpires on their strike calls and they're being moved around and, and their pay is being affected by how accurate they are, the catcher does not matter. Interesting. Because the, the, laser, the laser strike zone would change everything. It's, right. As soon as it's instantaneous, right, it's, it's just, we're talking about a computer processing issue. That's all it is. Right. It's all it's instantaneous on TV because of the delay feed to what's happening. Right. So it's kind of accurate on the feed on the thing you see on TV where the circle goes in the box. Right. But it's not to the millimeter that it needs to be, which is what the data those guys get. Right. At you know in the dugout. So. As long as everything is lined up correctly and we have where the tools are being used to help the guys make the calls, then, you know, you keep the human element into it because they're being graded. And then I love the challenge system, you know. But these guys are really good. You know, if you watch some behind-the-camera angles of these umpires, you, you, can, you know, you can feel the catcher below you, but you cannot look at him and look at the baseball coming in. It doesn't work. It's true. Dude, you know what's a weird habit? Side toss. Side, side toss here. Um, kids that look at their hands before they swing. Like, it's a yeah. bigger habit than I thought. Because the more I started paying attention to kids and just, like, watching them do teamwork and just not say anything, the more you see them do little habits where I'm like, oh, that's a horrible habit. And then you go talk to them, and they don't even know that they do it. Right. I'm like, dude, you, I don't know how many swings you've taken in your life, and you've done that, especially in front of me, which is my fault. Mm -hmm. If I've seen you for a while, it's not my fault if you just got here, right? Hopefully I catch it soon. But there was this one kid that I was working on quite a while, and he was, he was more of a mental hurdle than he was physical hurdles he moved quick enough he just had to get out of his head mm. 
Like stuff? I, I started watching him off the tee because I was like, what is it? Is it like your speed drills? Because that's what we mainly do, use the tee for. Not for like mechanics so much. It's just like, hey, the ball's there. I want you to move as fast as possible. Swing with this heavy ass thing. Right? Mm -hmm. And I started watching him and he would look at his hands like as he was picking his foot up. And I'm like, what are you looking at? Look at the ball. Like your hands have nothing to do with what you're what do you doing. Look at the ball. Like look at the ball. Right. So, but going back to what you were talking about, right? So then this statement would also make sense. High school and college cat. Well, are they grading college catchers? Like no. if you're an SEC or umpire? No, no shot. Absolutely okay. not. There's too many so, guys. No way. So would you argue a catcher in collegiate baseball matters more to the pace of the game and like how the game is played because of that? For sure. That's trippy why wouldn't it be uh, that's so shitty because catching is is such a hard thing to be good at there's a reason why many college programs don't have a catching coach you have a catching coordinator like you don't have a guy that's there all the time but he just kind of gives you drills he shows up there you guys are a lot of teams just do stuff on their own with their mm -hmm. catchers mm -hmm. your infielders have a coach so it's right. interesting that you say that because you would almost think that that would be like you need the catcher arguably at the highest level of participation. He has to be right. the most bought in. Right. I can see that. Hmm. Well, I'm just I'm just tickling the conversation, you know, just titillating the conversation. Give it a little, this little is what lemon you do. zest. This is what you do. Yeah. This is because this is the Alex Rojas specialty. Because then, like that goes into the same part, like. Why are your catchers – okay, here we go. Oh, screw you. You're, you're from Pakistan. I appreciate your country. However, you guys spam everybody, okay? Stop that. Stop it. Can't handle it anymore. That's funny. Um, all, all I was trying to get at is, like, I was taught at a young age, not that the catcher is the most important guy on the field, but – he just has to keep shit straight. Like, don't let it get right. off the rails, pretty much. <laughs> right? Like, that's pretty yeah. much what it is. Like, just don't let the game get out of hand. Yeah. Right? Like, do your job. Like, make sure the umpire's not an idiot. Talk to the guy. But, like, for the most part, just get the ball back to the pitcher. Don't make him work hard to catch it. And that's it. Well, it wasn't but now it's got to be a skill. Like, you got to be able to throw back to him correctly. Right? Yeah, which is strange. Like, I I'm still waiting for the overthrow. There's gonna, it's gonna happen, right? What happens then? Is it a free ball because of a bad throw? Like we're gonna lose a baseball game because we're trying to speed up the pace of play, and the pitcher is gonna accidentally miss the ball, and then the game's gonna be over because it's gonna walk in a run, and people are gonna lose their mind because it's like, well, that's not the way you're supposed to win baseball games. Mm-hmm. Who was it the other day that lost? The Red Sox, or did yeah. they win? Uh, no, the Red Sox lost. And I think and the other day... I was going to say, John Boy Media pointed another one out the other day. There was an issue with um, pitch clock, and the guy was already in his leg kick, and they waved him off, and then he was like mid-separation and stopped. And it's like, that's like that's that's like a no-no altogether. Like, you're going to... Yeah, somebody's going to get hurt because they're getting ready to, you know, 
just let it eat and then you're telling them to put on the brakes like that like that's how somebody tweaks a, a groin or a hammy or rotator cuff you know it's not it's definitely not the best way to go about it and another way to kind of tie in what we were talking about if you want to work on pace of play you have to work on it with your guys like if you just right. want your guys to play faster that doesn't mean like hustle on and off the field yell it and practice run fucking poles what it means is yeah. like hey when you do those inner squads that we talked about earlier in the podcast you should make sure that you know, pace of play is kind of a thing that we're working on, right? Like, hey, we right. got a guy on first base. We're trying to get a double place so we can go hit because the situation is one out, right? Stop taking your damn time. Like, let's get this dude, like, either get him in swing mode so you can get him to swing at something stupid or throw three pitches and strike this dude out. Like, what are the other? Right. Yeah. Totally. Couldn't agree more, man. Couldn't agree more. I, I, I mean, it's, it's exciting for the game because I can't wait for all the teams to go into it and have them – you know, start moving more towards the 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 game that matters. Like, just keep the action on the screen. Yeah. You know, people that don't that don't know baseball and don't know that you have fifteen to um, you know thirty seconds in between each pitch is too slow. I can strike this guy out in twelve second pitches. I can also take a deep. Yeah, here we go. Hey, it took Max right, Scherzer. How many pitches did Max Scherzer throw in that 27-second Was it three pitches? I think it was like four. Yeah. It took him four, four pitches to strike a dude out in 30 seconds. Yeah, four pitches, 30 seconds. Like, that's how you I keep mean, people engaged, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's a three-minute inning. If, you, if he strikes out the side, takes 30 seconds, throw around the horn, right? Get it back to me. Let's do this, yes, right? Sir. That's correct. Like, You're not wrong. If you had a three-minute inning – and then your offense goes out, and let's just say it ends up being a 0-0 a zero, zero game to the ninth and everything was perfect, right? That's an hour and a half baseball game. It's fine. With the guys dragging. It's fine. Right? Yeah, I'm, not arguing, I'm not arguing against it. I'm just saying, like, yeah. a football game is marked off for one hour, but it takes them three, three hours because they elect to do it with commercials and halftime and all that other bullshit. Baseball, the reason why it's slow is how we play. That's kind of right. what we're talking about here. Like, yep. there's no time limit on the baseball game. That doesn't mean we should play slow. It means, like, hey, we don't got to be here long. We just, like, it's time to play the game. <sighs> we definitely sound like a broken <laughs> record today, but it's like, it's okay. But I mean, it's the topic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've had plenty of teams just go human rain delay against me to try to slow me down. It happens all the time in Mexico. It's the whole thing. I don't even like playing down there that much anymore because it takes too dang long. Their pace of play is bad. Mm-hmm. They don't care. They don't care because it's a Sunday and this is what we do on a Sunday. And there's and something honestly, to that too. That's bushly to slow yeah. it down to get this guy out of it. Oh, that's like sure. in a boxing match grabbing somebody so he doesn't punch you. Hey, dude, the point of this is so he can punch you. Stop getting hit. How about that? Yeah, exactly. You're doing nothing is not doing something. Yeah, like the opposite is nothing. The opposite is not losing. Yeah, doing doing nothing is not exactly how you win. You're not you're not you're not doing anything. You're not doing anything. Yeah, you're like that. I was watching. um, I was. Have you ever watched Letter Kenny before? You're familiar with that show. It's a funny-ass little Canadian – I've never watched it. It's got 11 seasons, apparently. But I just started watching it. And it's got a funny – it's 
got a funny vibe to it. It's pretty good. But what I was getting at was <laughs> this dude breaks up with his girlfriend, and people keep asking, when are you going to get back out there? And he doesn't do anything. And I'm like, I was just thinking, and this has nothing to do with baseball, but it's just the idea of doing nothing isn't doing something. Like, you can't say, like, hey, yeah, I'm over that chick. You've been out with anybody? No. You haven't done anything, yeah. man. Yeah, you're not you're doing not anything over. with your life. <laughs> you're just sitting around thinking about being sad. Like, it's the same shit. Sitting around being sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all you're doing. Like, it's the same thing. It's like, it's not that like the pace of play is bad, right? But I've never been on a team where the pitching coach said, hey, let's have a slow inning here. Like I've never had a pitching coach like slap my ass on my way out there. Hey, really slow this inning down here. Like nobody says that. Yeah. Nope. It's always like, hey, let's get this thing going. Tempo, tempo, tempo. Yeah. Because I, I agree think that's the, the general misconception that, the the fans have. I remember being in college and having to deal with all this stuff and like trying to get our pitching coach and our head coach to call pitches faster and they just wouldn't do it. And just being like frustrated. They'd be like, 35 seconds for a fastball away, guys. I got this. I can do it. You know? Like, what are we doing? Why are we slowing down? What's happening? You know, and to your point too, when we throw bullpens, there's like six to eight seconds in between each pitch. So like, what's the difference? The only time there's longer is when you need to get told something or you have to say something yourself. Right. And you know me, I'm not saying nothing until we need to. Watch you know? college softball hitters take six swings outside the box between pitches that are 20 feet out of the box. Yeah, exactly. There's a problem. Keep them in the box. Yeah, Why are you leaving the box? You got, hey, you got to practice swing that many times to figure it out? That's a problem. Your swing that sucks. <laughs> Your routine blows. Yeah, you, like, get better. Yeah. Like, Jason Sorry. Worth in that video. I used to love Jason Worth, like, just not leaving the box. And, like, he would just, like, look he over his shoulder at third base coach for the, for, the, for the pitch, for the signs. He's like, yes, signs. Right. Hit it off the wall. You okay. Gotcha. You want me to hit it over the fence again? All right. Sick. Hey, for a dude that. I believe his mom was like an Olympic sprinter or like an Olympic track athlete. He did not have the most athletic looking swing for a dude that was birthed from an extremely athletic person. Agreed. But, ball went far. But <laughs> when he hit did you see that video of him playing men's league the other day? Yeah, like a couple that's months That's what made me think ball? about it. Because it's like a first switch ball. Bro. Yeah, it's like a first switch <laughs> ball high. And then he, he like doesn't even move. Stands he, he just kind of. He goes, okay. Cool. It's one yeah. into the next galaxy. <laughs> Christ Almighty! Say play, say play. But here's if if you're a player watching this and you have some command of your team practice or your coach listens to you, right? You need to go over situations that you need to score on. And that means that your pitching staff is in the opposite category, meaning these are situations where they can't let the run up. If you're trying to get better at this game faster, don't do your fundamental right. drills. Those are better for the fundamental things. But if you've thrown a baseball a couple hundred thousand times, which most of you have at the age of 18, you're good. Like, just don't, don't get hurt. 
like there's stuff to not get hurt. But for the most part, it's like I need to throw the guy on third base in a live hitter in a live scenario. And then if I mess up, I have to do it again. And then if I mess up, I have to do it again until I get it right. Because that's really what tying your shoes was when you were three was failure, figure it out, failure, figure it out, failure, figure it out. So why would baseball be no different? The prosecution rests. Well, it's the same thing you and I talk about, about watching people do the same thing over and over again. You see the, the history of the athletes training, and he's being taught the same thing that taught to him that didn't help him get to the big league. So how do you even know that that's a good thing to do? Mm-hmm. You know, was that person ever successful at what they were doing? You know, I mean, these masterclass ideas of these high-level people like Chris Hill, tell me how you throw your slider. Let's hear what you say. You know, I want to hear what your thought process is as it goes through it. And we just don't, we don't see that idea all the time. And that's where I think the mistake of, of trying to, to make baseball faster and understand is, is just missed completely. Well, I think I'm out of stuff to rant about right now. Okay. It's been it's great. Been, uh, it really has. I got to go get my kids in a little bit but um i gotta ask you one more thing because i'm pretty much i'm cool i pretty much talked about what i needed to talk about even though like i'm gonna play devil's advocate i'm a guy watching this that's like a resentful high school coach right okay john but you own a facility why do you think this is the right idea when all you do is teach guys how to throw you never showed well, you guys it's, in a game. Well, it's, you know, I think look, just what we looked at with Major League Baseball, apparently defense isn't that hard if you're making 97% of the plays, guys. So right. maybe, our, maybe our training system is wrong, okay? Maybe we're just not understanding the goal of the defensive team, which yes. should be beat him to first base. Yeah, four seconds. You know, right. There's, it's, it's, a, it's a simple thing, you know? Oh, we need this drill and that drill. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't necessarily know if that's if that's what exactly needs to happen according to what we're actually seeing. I mean, one one and a half percent separates the best major league teams. So, I understand what you mean? Defense wins championships when that's not the. There's not a whole lot of defensive difference here going, guys. Hey, remember when Atlanta was up like twenty-seven to New England? Defense. And what was their problem? What was their problem? They stopped their scoring. Defense. Exactly. They stopped no, scoring. They stopped scoring. I don't want to hear nothing about defense. Exactly. They went like 0 for 7. Scoring. Right. You know what I mean? And then the Patriots, their offense won them that championship. Not their defense. Oh. Their defense right. blew it in the first half. You taking Deion Sanders or Tom Brady? Oh, man. Dude, you just said Deion. Mistake. Mistake. You just right. picked. You just t- picked two World Series over seven. Yeah. Oh my God, dude! Tom Brady is probably wow. Hell yeah, that's a that's a sweet drop. Um, whoever that guy is, Mister Bentley, we appreciate that. That's, Alex, yeah. um, that's our that's our guy. What's up, dude? Yes, we were. Bentley, we're just talking about how defense does not win championships because obviously the Patriots came back, scored 
four or five touchdowns in a row. Um, That's good. Obviously. <laughs> like four or five in a row. So, um, yeah, that, that dude's a big Brady dude. But that just goes with, again, like what we were talking about. Like a lot of what football is is like they do two-minute drills down the field the whole time. And a point of that is like they're playing a little two-minute game to end every practice, right? Because right? they know the consequences are defense stops us, we lose. Offense scores, we win. That's what we're getting at in all these different metaphors, right? So I appreciate you because we got to tell these people, man. We got to tell them what yeah. they need to learn. Yeah, I mean, we just, we just proved it right there. That was pretty good. I like that, that live on their stat, stat check. Yeah, dude, it's not about it's not about these drills anymore. Like, I really am confined to doing what I have to do. But I tell guys all the time, like, hey, depending on situation, this, that, and the other, and then we'll talk about approach, boom, 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 we put the machine on, right? I'm still confined by the idea that it's not the real thing. But I always mm -hmm. tell them, hey, this is still not the real thing. We have to just kind of wrap our heads around that, and then we – always go from there so i always like bow to that i wish i could right. work with these guys on a field like with our whole facility here and like we're gonna be like hey you guys are gonna throw today against these hitters like that yes right like that's the best idea because it's not necessarily about getting as many guys there as possible it's about doing the right work you just need big enough right like you just need big enough so if you're a high school coach and it's a rainy day, if you can get into a cage, bro, just do live at bats on there. Screw your basketball court, infield drills. Right, hundred percent. I mean, it's it's a different. What 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 is isn't? We just proved it once again, my friend. What is actually important to yeah. the game? Yeah. It's been cool. raining here a whole lot. Right, it's cold. It's raining. Get inside. Go to TPC. Hey, Hey, was it bad down there? I looked at. Was it? Oh, it's still it bad. bad down there? Oh yeah. It's, oh, is it so? It was, yeah, it was like I think it's like forty-eight degrees and raining still right now. It's right. wind. No fun. Cold. Zero fun, sir. Zero, Zero fun, sir. Cool. Yeah. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alex yeah. Dropping, dropping knowledge yeah. in here. Blue hey. check. Mark, hey. check that guy out. Appreciate you, bro. Thanks, Thanks buddy. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Please like and subscribe.